Have you ever had a leak in a tire or a beach toy? What do we do when that happens? We do a couple of things simply. Number one, like we identify what we're looking for, right? And number two, we go looking for it. So if you've got a leaky tire and you've got an inflatable beach toy that's got a hole in it, you go looking for escaping air. Why air? Because the substance inside is the substance that leaks out. Our lives really similar. When we're under pressure, when we're experiencing pain, when we're experiencing anxiousness, what is inside of us is actually what leaks out of us. And so the situations that we find ourselves in, they only expose what's inside, but they don't deposit it. It's really crucial for us to know this. Jesus taught this truth when he said, from the overflow of the heart, our mouth speaks. He means this. He means what's on the inside will find its way to the outside. And so in the same way that a hole didn't deposit air into the tire, whatever is oozing out from our mouths, from our attitudes, from our hands, from our minds, it's revealing what's there already, what's already on the inside. COVID, it didn't make you afraid. COVID is surfacing the fears harbored deep within creating an outlet for them to come out. COVID didn't make you and I angry. COVID is revealing the anger that we harbor when people or when things don't go our way or do what we want them to do. COVID, it didn't make the hoarders at the grocery store selfish. COVID gave them another occasion to look out for number one. COVID didn't make me anxious. It gave opportunity to see deep within that my belief is there that God, that I I might believe subconsciously that God might really not be with me or present in my pain and struggle. Now, I know some of these scenarios, they're simplistic. And so I trust that you can identify if you're open-hearted to how the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you and reveal what's there, you know, inside the real you. So what do we do when we see the substance within us but we continue giving in to these patterns, anxiety, uh, anger, uh, selfishness, impatience, whatever it might be. Well-meaning followers of Jesus, like they might advise you with a Bible verse or two to, you know, stop doing this, start doing that. And there's truth to that counsel. We do need to stop doing one thing and start and begin to do another thing. But human beings are way more complex and resistance to and and resistant um, to changing quite so easily, right? Knowledge alone, it's a helpful start for us, but knowledge alone rarely actually changes a person. Our patterns, our behaviors, they're they're, they're often rooted in beliefs that are below the surface of our everyday thinking. We're just not thinking these things consciously. We're living from a desire um, that's embedded deep within us. So for example, tonight or I was uh, playing the game of life with my kids on the living room floor. As the game went on, I'm growing more and more impatient with my kids. Lots of interruptions, uh, a great multitude of questions that no one could number. (laughs) Reaching for the spin wheel before their turn. Feet landing on the game board, sending the pieces flying. Requests for snacks goofing off, more questions, unkind words and actions and attitudes towards each other. 
And what I realized as I grew more impatient, my tone, it moved from fun dad, hey, let's play a game, to barky dad, stop it, stop doing that, right? I didn't have words for what I was feeling other than, no, don't, stop, no, knock it off, are you serious right now? No. (laughs) For a well-meaning friend to tell me to stop being impatient and start being patient would not get at the root of my behavior at all. And the root of my behavior is this belief that I needed something very particular that I wasn't receiving. That belief within me, it goes something like this. If my kids would just respect me and show it by following the rules to the game of life on our living room floor, then I could be having fun too. But because they're being so immature, three to nine years old, mind you, Then I have to seize control of my kids during game time by overpowering their immature conduct with a dose of my own immature conduct. See, I wanted my own way more than I wanted anything else during the last half of the game. So what did I do? I turned to biting and devouring my own kids as a way to get it. James, the brother of Jesus, says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Is it not that you want your own way and don't get it? So you maim and you kill, you go after each other and bite and devour. Back to my original point when I started this, my kids, they didn't put anger in me. They gave an opportunity for anger to leak out of me. Now, this is not a hypothetical scenario. This is a, a, a case study of idolatry on the pastor's living room floor. I wanted something so bad, I wanted obedience from my kids, that I'd be willing to disobey God and mistreat my kids in order to get it. Do you see the hypocrisy in this? So back to my question about what to do when we see these patterns within us, these things leaking out of our lives, but change still comes really slowly. I want to just offer a few different things. Um, Number one, stay open before the Lord. So resist justifying and saying things like, if they would just then I wouldn't. If my wife would just, if my roommate would just clean the sink, if my kids would just, if my employer would just, then I wouldn't do these things or I wouldn't respond in these ways. So resist justifying yourself and and stay open-hearted before the Lord. Maybe a prayer out of the Psalms. Search me, Lord, and know me. Show me the grievous ways that I'm living out of and lead me forward in your truth. I'd encourage you to acknowledge unbelief and and sin uh, that the Holy Spirit shows you and to do so by vocalizing what you're seeing back to him with understanding, acknowledgement, uh, remorse, a desire to change. And then as another way to stay open before the Lord, rehearse the truth of the gospel for disobedient but repentant people. It was people like us that Jesus came for. It's people who couldn't get their act together that Jesus came for. And the truth is, is that a pastor guy, the guy you're listening to right now, is still having a really hard time getting his act together, which means that I am living on grace. I'm literally like, I'm depending on unmerited favor. I have to, right? Now, stay open before the Lord. That's one way that we start to help see change come. But another way is uh, start 
talking about what you're seeing going on inside of you and continue to come back to it, right? Share what you're learning about yourself with a partner, with a roommate, with a parent, with a friend. When we draw our sin out into the light, the Spirit of God, He does something amazing. He begins to put these things to death within us. Um, Mold grows in the dark, but UV rays, ultraviolet rays, they actually kill mold. I don't know if you knew that. You've got a sour dish sponge. You take it out in the backyard on a hot, sunny day. You leave it there for a day or two. You come back to that, and that thing does not stink. The mold is dead. Sin is very similar. When our sin is exposed to God and when it's exposed also to godly people, uh, it begins to lose its power over us. And it's a way, that's, that's one of the things that we employ to um, move ourselves forward on the path of change. It's the grace of God that we're living from. Another thing, so stay open before the Lord. Start talking about these things and coming back to them. And also consider other ways that the same issue surfaces in your life. While my kids might have been frustrating me during a board game, maybe an employee goes against your wishes in a board meeting and receives an adult form of mistreatment born from your desire for compliance, right? So it shows up in my in my life in other ways. When people and things don't go my way, I get barky. I'm just doing it in a more sophisticated way. I'm still vying for control. And I'm off and I'm tempted to say that that anger was put in me by that circumstance, but the reality is is that circumstance is just revealing and and helping the anger that's already in me to leak out. So look for the leaks in your life, especially in a situation like we're going through right now globally where um, restrictions are upon us and we're missing things and we're suffering disappointment and we have an economic pinch and uh, and there, there's just all of these different um, difficulties and various forms of adversity at our doorstep. It's presenting opportunity for what's really in us to be revealed. And so a question is, are you willing to see what you're really working with? And are you willing to live off of grace to understand that God understands this about you? And he is not looking for your perfection, but he is offering his perfection substituted to you. And he's also placed his spirit within you, if you're a follower of Jesus, to lead you and to guide you to acknowledge what is true and to depend on him as your source of nourishment and as your source of strength. So I hope in some way this was helpful, but look for the leak in your life because I believe that God is using those things Um, to lead us in his kindness to repentance. And as we turn away from these things and turn toward him in dependence, he does something called sanctification within us. He's purifying us. He's working out our motives. He's helping us along on our pilgrimage to him. Love you, church. Love you, friends. Love you, family.